You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you? The proud phrase said that I must eat this pie. This podcast is brought to you by Buckkeep Radio. Do you miss watching your favorite characters getting tortured? Broody boys and their wolf companions? Dragons? Check out the Buckkeep Radio podcast as Rachel, Jenny, and friends read through and discuss Robin Hobb's complete Realm of the Elderling book series. Ready to dive into a new world? Listen at buckkeepradio.podbee.com or find it on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Hello, Beer, Fire, and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 87, a reflection on the Game of Thrones experience featuring David J. Peterson. Um, I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren. I'm Rachel. And I'm Jess. And of course, with us, we have our special guest, uh, David J. Peterson. Welcome, David. Welcome. Welcome to each of you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. I now. I'm trying to do oh this formally, God. and you're ruining it. Oh, no. Um. I, I now own this. I own this. Oh, jeez. While this at the same David time, test. while at the same time, I will be very respectful and be quiet most of the time. Yeah. Well, please don't. This is, this is your <laughs> moment. People are only clicking on this episode to hear you talk. Exactly. So. And yeah. this, this is your moment. This is where we check in with you and you tell us about your projects that you're working on. And Rachel asks you a lot of questions about Dune. About Dune. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I promise I wouldn't. Did okay. I promise? No, Did I sign You can anything? totally ask about Dune. All right, cool. Yeah. Can do. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to try to remember uh, everything I'm doing. But the thing is... I'm doing so many things about. right now that I often forget and I leave things out. So at the moment, uh, at the moment, so yes, I, I just finished, uh, in fact, working on Dune that wrapped uh, earlier this month, um, or at least the part Ooh. that's relevant for me. So Dune is, Dune is all finished um, and you'll be able to see it in December in a year. So yeah. like just in time for my birthday. It's just in time. Yeah, Rachel's birthday. Yeah, but this December, nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, just all right. Well, you can't have everything. Just another little movie. It's yeah. Fine. All right. So that's 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 one thing. Uh, of course. So we've already started work on the seventh and last season of the Hundred on the CW. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. We're <laughs> very excited. Well, right on. Yeah. So that's that's already happening. I've already seen two of the scripts. Um, and I will fight you to the death on Belloc forever, man. Oh, the, the streets really need to apparently, take a loss on that one, I'm afraid. Apparently Bob Marley uh. agrees with you, Lauren. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. In, in real life... Uh, in real life, they're married, so it's Yeah, okay. in real life, they're, <laughs> no, they're very was, cute. No, but it was trending today because he, he made a... He tweeted something about how apparently he misinterpreted for six years, too, so... You're, you're I don't, I don't believe that. It doesn't matter, honestly. It it it's fine. Actually, I think the Belloc fans have lost their marbles because they're like at the end of last season. Why didn't they get together? I'm like, I don't know. The fucking world is collapsing around them, so he's not gonna break up with his current girlfriend. Like, what do you think? They just they just now lost their marbles. They had them before then. <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever. It's been anyway, lost for so several seasons. Mo moving on, what else are you working okay, on? Okay, <laughs> uh, something that was just released on Netflix was, um, what, what you call it, Another Life, 
Um, oh, you're working on that too? Yeah, I did. I actually did some visual work from that. It was uh, it was fun. Uh, the production company is actually a production company that's owned by the wife of Kevin Murphy, who was a showrunner of Defiance. Uh, ah, I love Katie Sack. Yep. Uh, and so I, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I haven't got a chance to watch anything yet. So um, I'm very much looking forward to it. I've watched about four episodes. Okay, then you haven't gotten to my stuff yet. Get to episodes nine and ten. Thank you, love. I'll there get you there. go. Okay. Though uh, there is, they featured a little bit of uh, my writing system in the uh, opening credits. I thought that was fun. Oh, now I gotta go look for yeah. that. Where the, where one of the letters flickers. Okay, so uh, that's that's another thing I'm working on. Let's see. Just am going to start working on another movie. That's a sequel to a movie I've already worked on. I uh, can't talk about that one yet. Um, <laughs> Thanks for telling us. <laughs> yeah. I've got... Um, I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to say anything. Wow. Redacted for prob- spoilers. Because I'm probably wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Warcraft 2, it's happening. <laughs> uh, 12 people so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All, All right. right. So then uh, let's see what else. Um, I'm working on two. Well, I guess three. Uh, well, I'm I'm, war- I'm working on or worked on two shows uh, for HBO and then consulted on a third one. Um, okay. Oh, cool. uh, and, you know, I may be brought back to do something more on that show. I don't know. But um, but we'll see. So those three. And then... Um, uh, well, since it's been announced already, uh, I worked on The Witcher uh, for Netflix. It's coming up. Yes. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up yes. soon. Did a language Thank and a writing all. system for that. Um, let's see. I'm working on... Oh, this is what's going to bring me out to New York, by the way, at the end of October, beginning of November. Uh, I'm working on a an off-Broadway musical. Get out! Yeah, yeah. So, what? yeah, that'll be a fun one. That's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm very excited about that one. I, I, People singing in made-up languages? Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, I'm a musical junkie, so this makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, come on, though. I mean, Defiance, That's we did that all the time. And in The 100, we did it twice. Two songs that's in Tree Gotta Slay. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Now, and then here's where it gets hazy for me, because I know I'm working on... Oh, right, right, right. Um, another show on Showtime. Can't talk about that one yet. Another oh. show on Netflix. Can't talk about that one yet. And another show on Freeform um, oh. that we recently wrapped on. So that one is done. Um, so Disney now. That's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, and then uh, a video game that I'm very excited about. I don't think I can say anything about it. It's not a, it's a, it's a single player game. Big universe, new new IP, so it'll be brand new. Um, and I'm excited about it because I've seen the visuals and what they plan for the gameplay and everything, so it looks cool. You never know how it's actually going to roll mm-hmm. out, but I'm just saying at this stage, I think it looks cool. So That's awesome. Yeah. You are very busy. Yes, so you basically are. you're doing a lot of things that we can't talk about, but that's awesome anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Also one more <laughs> one more movie on Netflix I did a small thing on. Um, that's a, a connected thing. And then, um, gosh darn it. This is where I'm losing it. Oh, a book. I have a, a book coming out. Um, Another? Oh, get out! Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a middle grade book. It's an activity book. It's on codes and ciphers. So, 
Do so have... more my speed when I so that I like maybe it'll actually teach me how to read your other book. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's the hope. I have no idea. I think it's going to lose people. I think, and when I say people, I mean, no. I mean, you, you know, me. the, the the age group it's aimed at. <laughs> so maybe it'll be okay for us. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What the hope is that you know. Kids will pick it up because it's interesting. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot that are like right there with it and some that aren't, but like it'll be interesting enough that they'll look at it and maybe they'll revisit it in years later. I don't know. If my, if my, well, it sounds like, if the editor is listening like to this, he's probably tearing his hair out. Poor guy. But. No. That's, it's going to be awesome. Okay. So that I'm pretty sure is, is 90% of the stuff I'm working on. Wow, man. But That's I've, a lot of stuff. I've literally yeah. forgotten like, the other you're stuff. You're like lying around and doing nothing lately. It feels like it, honestly. Because I keep forgetting everything. And it's just, <laughs> then it comes up and yeah. it, it's been, I'll just say it's been a couple of months. Also, when is this When is this going live, by the way? Um, whenever I we get my know. act together and edit it. Well, like yeah. by Friday? Hopefully. Okay, if it goes out by Friday... And you're listening and you're in Montreal, I'll be there. I'm going to be in Montreal this Friday, <laughs> Saturday, and Sunday for Langfest. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'm at, we're actually doing a, a shared presentation, which, uh, which I don't know why they thought this was a good idea, because it's mainly going to turn into an interview, but with me and Mark Okrand, who created Klingon. And and really, primarily, what it's going to be is just me asking nosy questions. So I was going to say, are you going to interview him in Klingon, and then he can interview you in like one of your languages, and then it can just be a, a whole thing. We might have something adjacent <laughs> to that planned. Oh, good, very cool, good. This is this is important. Okay, and then of course I still have on the back burner that other movie that I've been working on for seven years. We'll see if that ever comes out. Okay. <laughs> Keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Still sounds like a lot of stuff. Makes me feel very yeah. unproductive. It's it no. It's, it sounds like he's doing nothing. I don't know what you're talking but about. But still, how is Dune? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm very excited about that. I mean, you saw Blade Runner. This should be good. Um, I was actually very pleased the first time I read the script for Dune. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's how you do it. I don't know why this was such an issue in the past. You just, I mean, the book is right there and, you know, kind of goes uh, pretty much as you'd expect. You know, other than it's like, what, it's either a half or a third of the book. Mm -hmm. I I think he wants it to be a third, um, but is only counting on it being a half. So we'll see. I mean, they can stretch that out. I'll go to every single one forever. (laughs) I was going to say they had definitely a, a, a... a viewer in Rachel. Oh, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Yeah. Just trolling the internet every day with alerts, trying to trying to see stuff. But I, I don't know. How does it feel to work on stuff? I mean, were you a fan of Dune before, or? Oh, I had read it, so that was a that was a leg That's up. Helpful. Yeah, I read yeah. Uh, now just the first one. I haven't read any of the many, many, many sequels. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, I read the first one in uh, in high school. Um, so that was that was cool. So I already knew that going in and I knew the story so that was nice but also like it's it's kind of a a weird way to put it but I'm just a fan of the story of the filming of Dune (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that's right? also its own genre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and just like all of its twists and turns. Um, and in, I, by the way, individually, I'm huge fans of Alexander Hodorowsky, and I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of David Lynch's, even though I'm not really a big fan of his version of Dune. And so it was just like to get to be a part of that story. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. You know? Yeah, they're, they're totally in the DNA. You can't talk about any kind of attempt at Dune without talking about prior attempts. For sure. Yeah. So I'm. I was just. Uh, I was really grateful that I was. I was able to be a part of it, and that they were excited about me being a part of it, and that they let me do like more things than I had imagined I would get to do. More things than I usually get to do on a film, and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. So speaking as a fan of Dune, though, I think that for me, it was really reassuring to see that they had tapped you to work on the film, because to me, it meant that they were taking it really seriously. Yeah. Which was nice. For me, it was really nice because of the money that I get for doing it. But (laughs) no, I'm kidding. Kidding. But um, no, I'll tell you, (laughs) it almost feels like. It, it, it almost feels like sometimes that is my purpose in the eyes of the oh. producers, which is kind of cool. They say, well, if we have him, then it's then it's legit. So they can just say that during like one interview once and say, all right, then we'll get the fans on our side with that. Not that they actually want to learn this language, just so they say, OK, just as long as somebody was there, which I'm fine with. The thing that I want to branch out to next is so that they can actually start hiring other people than me, mm-hmm. you know, to do this. And that's... Well, you're very busy, so it seems like there's more than enough work to go around. There is, but the thing is, like, it's either they hire me or they hire nobody. And so that's <laughs> that's the tough thing to bridge. Um, you need an apprentice, like a, like a wizard. Well, I've started something like that. I've, able, I've been able to, with three of the television shows I'm working on, Uh, to hire assistants this year. And so I've worked with three different people. I've worked with uh, Jesse Sams, I've worked with Carl Buck, and I've worked with Christian Talman on uh, three separate projects. Um, And it's going very well. Uh, And so I don't exactly know where this is going to lead, but at the very least, it's paid work for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a way to kind of get their name out there, I hope. So that's that yeah. again it's it's the hope. Like after this I need to you know uh you know mention them a lot and then if things come up say hey there were these people I worked with and so on and so forth. So we'll see. But it's it's kind of difficult because uh, I'm not only uh, I'm not only like kind of trying to turn this into an industry, a multi-purpose person industry, but I'm also working against myself, you know, getting jobs <laughs> for myself and still working against the the thing where it's like um you know at a certain point whether it's time or money they decide oh maybe let's just have them speak english instead and then they do that (laughs) which has happened Mm. with um three shows recently um Mm. including the dark crystal unbelievable Ah! yeah i can't i mean i i i admire that though because you know you you're right. You, you are the authority and you kind of do sometimes act as that that like seal of authenticity for like creative, you know, adaptation of, of or development of worlds. But you're you're trying to take other people's hands and lead them into an industry that you're doing the groundwork for. 
I think that's admirable. It it would just be nice, like, if you were a language creator, if there was some sort of a recognizable, like, identifiable path so that you could eventually get a job like mine. And right now there isn't. I mean, other than it's like, hey, just get randomly lucky and hope that your first show is Game of Thrones. Right, right. Well, I think that it's, I mean, obviously you're the best, but other people (laughs) can do this job as well. And I think that it's proof that having someone with your skills in working in film or series or even other books, I mean, do people hire you to work on on their books as well? That's another thing I did. I created um, a writing system. You know, I didn't create a writing system. My, my friend created the writing system. I created the font. That was it. Mm. Uh, but, uh, oh, that's cool. For my friend's, uh, for my friend's book, she, she finally sold her book. This is going to be... She's a published author in, like, uh, sci-fi anthologies. This is um, Juliet Wade, who is having her first novel come out. It's the first in, I believe, a planned trilogy. I know it's a series, but I don't know if it's a trilogy or more than that. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I created the the font so that she could actually the writing system she created could actually work. She could type it in the I guess they're using it in like the chapter headings, which I think would be cool. Yeah. So that and that's incredible. And I think that there's clearly room for what you're doing to bleed into so many other creative, you know, world building endeavors that, you know, you can't do everything. I mean, no, I think you. Yeah, I can't do everything, right and now, I don't want to do everything. You I need will... like a—it's like a Justice League of like conlangers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what we well, honestly, we could really use a guild or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I swear, nothing in Hollywood wants to have anything to do with me. Um, Aww. <laughs> they just don't. It, it's it's going to be it's going to be really funny. The first time that I'm ever mentioned at something like the Emmys or the Oscars will be when I die. Um, oh, stop. I'm telling you, it's true. As long as there aren't, you know, kind of like enough more famous people that die that year that they bump me off. <laughs> so they leave you oh, out of the God. memoriam? Yeah. I'll be like Jesus, in there until man. the day before, you know. Wow. We usually go dark with our conversations, but this is darker than we normally do. Now let's get back to funerals. Come on, man. I know. I, lo- I, lo- I, I, I still think that our best funeral stories conversation was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> we should have recorded that. Mm. Yeah, that would have been, been fun. a would have totally. been a great podcast. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me about Dune. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for indulging me. Yeah, you also sort of answered some of my later questions, so we can talk a little bit more about it later. Awesome, cool. <laughs> um, should we should we get into the rest of this podcast? Let's let's do it. Sure. So this is still a Game of Thrones podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Good job. <laughs> even though the show is over. Um, I guess with this episode, I just wanted to sort of reflect on the whole experience of being a fan of this series and having it adapted. And we're going to try and be mostly positive about things because we've done all of the negative in the past. Yeah. And... Happy, happy conversation. Um, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll have my... I'll have, Shut it, man. I'll have my Hollywood true answers prepared. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, just because we always rate things by Frey Pie, I just wanted to rate the experience um, of having your, your treasured books adapted by, you know, a mainstream, and become like a mainstream thing and, and what you would rate that as. And, and, and yeah, well, also do what the, the 
pie ratings are because right. David so David needs the that. Sh- mm-hmm. The show is dead, so we're back to the books as usual. Um, <laughs> Uh, are we? So we the show is dead well, long live the, the books, books books are never coming out but that's besides Shut the it. point the books that have the fray pies in them are out or book and those were uh, Simon, Jared, and Rhaegar so Rhaegar is our best thing Jared in the middle and Simon is the worst so you can we, you can we be, also embellish these pies Yes, you can be as truthful as you'd like in this section because it's pie and then we'll go on okay Rachel, do you have mm. a, a pie rating? So at the end of the day, I am a, an easily marketed to uh, magpie who loves to who loves this new modern era in which I can buy all kinds of shit with my <laughs> fandom on it. So that being said, for me, it's been a Rhaegar experience because I can now buy wallets and shoes and t-shirts and people know what it is and people you know it's not it's not so niche that i'm you know getting a weird look people it's like right. it's like football you know it's like a sport <laughs> and it's been an enjoyable Some of the way logos to... look like sports logos well yeah that that helps i think <laughs> there you go um but you know we've been to conventions that are just for game of thrones i've met all of you guys we got this. each other so yeah Rhaegar, Rhaegar pie great Lauren, you're already um, screaming. Oh, yes, well, I'm always screaming. How is that different than any other fucking day? Um, it's not, but, you know, segue. Yeah. Um, I also give it a Rhaegar because, yes, I got you guys out of this. Um, I even got David out of this. Oh. <laughs> um, it just, I just love that, that you know, there, there's other people to talk about it with and to get different perspectives on it and... Although it, it it wasn't as perfect as I wanted it to be, it wasn't going to be as perfect as I wanted it to be. So that makes me want the books more, and I'm excited about that. So to me, it was a Rhaegar experience. Jess? I'm also going to give it a Rhaegar, considering we actually have some sort of ending to A Song of Ice and Fire out of it. So very true. From, very true. So from that perspective alone, that's a Rhaegar, but also just everybody else said in regards to our friendship, having people understand me when I'm randomly saying winter is coming. They're like, it's already winter, Jess. It's February. I, what are you saying? It's funny you say that because I remember when they first announced that the show was coming and I was, it was like March and I'm typing winter is coming into Facebook and people are like, no, Lauren, spring is coming. And I'm like, and no, you're like, actually, it's you never don't coming. know. And but. now we have custom emojis on Twitter. Uh, exactly. Very true. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and asterisk. also just, like, it exposed people to something that I've always loved, fantasy, and, you know, people now read it and read other things from it. It's nice to have conversations with people about things that I would never have conversations with people about because nobody was into the weird shit that I was into, so <laughs> that's fun. Um, I would also, with like, you guys give the whole experience of Rhaegar because... Uh, I mean, I can, you know, walk down the street with my winner's coming bag and have people go, you know, hey, great bag. Um, or just, I mean, in general, when I, I feel like this show and has sort of defined my entire, like, 
you know, post-college New York living life because when I moved here, it was starting and I, you know, met all of you guys and then I had friends and it was very exciting and um, definitely just like all the stuff that I've gotten into because of the show with like, you know, the red bubble stuff and, you know, pop toy customizing, all of these hobbies that I wouldn't have otherwise. So it's, it's been a good experience overall. David? So... I mean, of course, it's a negative experience. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It could be for you. It's exposed you to so many weirdos, I'm sure. No, but here's yeah, the here, Like us. Here's the thing, though. If you if you include my personal life like, and, you know, things that have resulted because of the show, there's absolutely no way it could be anything other than, you know, the biggest thing that's ever happened in my entire life. Definite, definitely <laughs> Rhaegar. Even to the point that, I mean... It, it gave us the confidence, even though it paid next to nothing season one, it gave <laughs> us the confidence to purchase our first condo. Um, That's awesome. At the very worst point of the housing bubble oh, bursting. Jesus, man. And so <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, we, we actually ended up saving money on a mortgage uh, versus rent. And then that condo that we purchased for $130,000 now sells for $300,000 and we're renting it. I mean, like, and we would not have done that had it not been uh, for Game of Thrones. Not even, it wasn't even like the money. It just gave us the confidence that like, uh, you know, one of us was going to have a career that might actually, you know, be meaningful. It's like stuff is happening. Yeah, like I was legitimately unemployed at that time. <laughs> I had stopped teaching community college to to finally once again focus on writing. And then when I finished that novel, I became disillusioned with it. I gave up on it. I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. Uh, I looked good because I was going to the gym at that time, but that was it. <laughs> Do you have a better haircut? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. He, he'll be forever angry about this haircut. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had worse. You should see my pictures from when I was like one to four years old. I had a literal bowl cut. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, been that, there. Yeah, we've we. I think we've all had that. One to yeah. six years old. Not my daughter. Darn it, her hair grows wild and free, and I love she's it. She's so cute. She is. She is. Oh, she's a she's a treasure. I love her so. Ah, anyway. Good daddy. But yeah. So, so by the way, and I don't know if you saw this when I was on video, but the shirt I'm wearing says "Best Dad in the Seven Kingdoms." <laughs> I mean, it doesn't merch. take much, but I'm sure that you are very heads above the rest of them. Very low bar. Very low bar. <laughs> so wait, who gave you this shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I mean that there were. Uh, I mean, I could just fill a book with complaints I had about working on the show, but I mean. Ugh. It's a type of thing where it's like you never, ever want to get paid an exposure. But in effect, I got paid an exposure and it worked <laughs> a lot, right. you know. <laughs> uh, so, but it's Rhaegar not the model for everyone, for everyone, right? No. Like, yeah. <sighs> anyway, but the, yeah, overall, definitely, definitely huge, huge Rhaegar. 
Break our all modes for everyone. Yay. Yay. Look at us. We're really positive. It's a good start. Okay. Um, when, was, when was the last time that ever happened? We're uh, positive. I don't no, know. No, no, I'm saying that we all gave Rhaegars. Crickets. <laughs> was the episode with Rhaegar in it? <laughs> Probably. Because I think Rachel gave me Rhaegar purely all for mentioned actual Rhaegar. Ra- there you go. We all mentioned Rhaegar in that episode. Okay, there you go. Good job. Good. Good job. Uh, I just wanted to go back and talk a little bit about, you know, the hype leading up to the show. And, um, I mean, we can talk about Campfire because we always have to plug Campfire um, and their promotional stuff. But just, like, how it makes us feel, how we felt about the show, you know, getting picked up, you know, we were reading the books and how we feel about things getting adapted in the future now that we've had this whole experience. Um... I was worried it wasn't going to get picked up because <laughs> Treme was out and Boardwalk Empire was supposed to be like the big shows from HBO at the time. And so I was very happy that it got picked up after the pilot is what I remember from that yeah. time. I was concerned and then all the, because they had to all the, cast the pilot. Too. Yeah, you know, it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a thing with the CW where it was like, oh, you know, we have all of these options to choose from and we're only going to pick one. Um, it was it was a quality barrier. It was like this yeah. thing is going to go to series if it reaches a certain level of quality. It didn't have to compete right. with anything. So, I don't I don't think that was like a big concern. Whereas like it it is with something like you know over at the CW, but um, but yeah, I guess uh, it, it was really illuminating reading later on how displeased HBO was with the initial pilot, um, <laughs> because of course that was the script that I worked on at the beginning. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the very very first pilot, the very very first pilot, and like for me, because like you know I was focusing mainly on the Daenerys chapters. The the first big change was how like uh, it originally read exactly like the books, and then in the new one it was like, oh, he's raping her, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? Of all the yeah. changes, why that? And yeah, we were like, why too? That question was asked often. But... Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> there okay. were, you know, there were always some problems with the show. Um, happy thoughts. Happy, happy thoughts. thoughts. Well, no, but I think I think Game of Thrones in general changed the way fandom worked. Like, yes, you know, yeah. fandom has always been a place where people have argued, and adaptations have always been a big, you know, a hot button for fans. But this mm-hmm. this was happening in real time, and the fans were very involved, very involved from the very beginning because HBO invited us. Like they invited us in, right? I mean, yes, they wanted us there because they knew that we would help push the show to everyone else and make it this big kind of this this thing and it, mm-hmm. they did kind of sportsify it in a way because they wanted people talking about it and i think a lot of those a lot you know a lot of those decisions that they made may have been disappointing or not fulfilling to people who were reading the books but i think that they were highly fulfilling to people who were watching the show as spectacle for for further discussion, you know, the next day to make mm-hmm. Twitter was, blow up. But it was also spectacle for the book readers because we got to gauge the um, the the um, experiences of the newbies and watching mm. how they reacted to things that we already knew were coming mm-hmm. and like and relishing was... their reactions to it. Definitely but, the big, the most fun of like the 
early seasons was watching how other people would react to right. stuff for a show. Oh, yeah, but people I... would do the reaction videos. But also, mm-hmm. for me, it was just, like, watching it come to life, you know? Like, yeah. seeing seeing the maps and, um, you know, we've talked about the fashions before, but seeing the fashions, hearing people speak, you know, like, that, that hearing... for me... Was hearing the, the names said yeah. in a certain way. Yeah, but but <laughs> also for me, it's it 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 was like it changed the way we watch TV because, yeah, we all have this this world can like fall over a movie like the Harry Potter series or the Marvel movies, but it was different where you have the entire world watching a TV show at one time, and mm-hmm. and it's it's not just a movie in a series it's it's an entire series and and people coming together to see it that like you know that when we were watching it there were people up in the uk at like 2 a.m waiting to watch that episode too Mm -hmm. um and so like that that i think was really interesting to see how how you know how tight the community was over this one thing yeah there was an article that came out uh recently actually it was within the last year uh, I, I'm pretty sure where it was just in the title, it pretty much said exactly the thesis, which as soon as you read it, you knew it had to be true, that this was probably the last time that was ever going to happen, like yeah. in history, because, yeah. you know, everything's going to streaming now. You can watch right. it whenever you want. I mean, like Stranger Things right now, it's a really big deal and people get excited about it, but it's not as if people are talking about it every single week at a very specific no. time because it just kind of like comes out and you can yep. watch the whole thing and that's it. And also that that's kind of like it, it has different levels because like for me, I spent a lot of the episodes looking at the background or remembering my childhood. Um, for people who are younger than me, they're just they're watching a show in a different way. And mm. like, I don't know how they're watching it. Like, I know how I'm watching it. Um, so it's not it's 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 really done kind of differently. Sure. If that makes any sense. No, oh, yeah. I do wonder in the future if. Not that streaming will go away, but if if streaming will decide, oh, maybe we should, you know, put these up as weekly installments rather than putting it well, all up Hulu at once. Does that. I mean, they're doing yeah. that on the on yeah, the yeah, they're do- um, doing it in something. Yeah, yeah, and then like the DC Universe streaming, they've started doing that where they've been limiting what they what they actually post. Like Hulu does that with Harlots. It does it with Four Weddings and a Funeral. They're they're they do a weekly. Look, every Wednesday, that's when their new episodes come out. It seems. I just wonder if that's a model that will work for people in in the future to create that event television again, or if it's still just too hard because it's on all of these different services that not everybody has. Yeah. Not that everybody yeah. has HBO either, but people had ways of getting HBO. Right. Because you know, it I was mean, the most pirated you, show. Even when you went into like the HBO shop, which sadly is now closed, which makes me really like, yes, it depressed is. about it. Um, you used to walk in there, they'd be like, oh, just share your password with this person, and then everybody can watch it. It's like, should you really be telling us that? But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were actually, they, they didn't seem to mind. It's weird, but Well, I mean, whatever. I think, you know, they just wanted as many people to, you know, watch the show in the beginning because that word of mouth really spread, right? you know, and got people invested. Well, yeah, and I want to touch on that in the notes. David, like, mm-hmm. how involved were you at the very beginning? Did you have to, do, were you doing interviews or attending any events? Yeah, so the very, I guess it, it depends how far back you want to go. Um, the Because one of the very first things that happened was, uh, 
HBO agreed uh, to do a press release, which um, looking in hindsight, that was a pretty cool thing that they were definitely like shows definitely don't do that. They actually released a press release and then they let us write it. So like we wrote that press release um, announcing that they were going to be working uh, with with me and the Language Creation Society to create this language for the show. And then they, you know, they sent it out. They sent it out to everyone. <laughs> One of the that's cool. Yeah, and actually, oddly enough, uh, the first interview that I ever did was with somebody who was working at the time on the Tor blog, um, mm-hmm. Tor.com, who. Uh, was one of the original board members of the Language Creation Society, not herself a language creator. And to this day, I still have no idea how she even like came to be that. And she and she left after not too long because, again, not a language creator and, and was not really interested in what was going on. Um, but she interviewed us, Ellen Wright, um, me and, and the president of the Language Creation Society, Sai at the time and so like that was our very first thing and it was on tour and that was really cool um and and that was also our way of reconnecting after several years and and ellen and i still hang out she's at um orbit now um and then uh the next interview was with estonia the asd express the newspaper in estonia because (laughs) how random is that (laughs) because in the press release um I as because again we wrote this and so it was like winkingly honest I should say uh, we we said uh, the Dothraki language was influenced by and then we listed several languages one of which was Estonian and um, the reason that I listed those languages because it wasn't actually true um, I mean the, <laughs> oh, the I mean the language was inspired primarily by what was in the books and then everything that happened after that. Uh, a lot of it was just uh, kind of inspired by things that I had done previously on created languages. And so then what I just did was I just listed the influences for those created languages and just <laughs> said, and so it was like, you know, Russian, Turkish, Swahili, Inuktitut, uh, Estonian, um, and Estonian. And then so like, that was like huge news in Estonia. So they wanted to interview me <laughs> about that and its connection to Estonia. But I still have not gotten an invite to Estonia. I don't know how that happened. Aww. But yeah, no, something amusing, though. Um, we had cooked up kind of like a contest to run on the Making Game of Thrones blog. So I don't know if you remember, but like this is even before the show started. They had a blog that was um, kind of keeping track of what it was like putting together the show. And they had uh, different segments on, you know, costumes and things like that. And so, I remember that stuff. Yeah, so we did two segments on the Dothraki language, where I also put together like a PDF that had uh, vocab and stuff like that, and then they made it look pretty. Um, <laughs> and so like the first one came out, and like I think it kind of got a lot of engagement. And then the second one came out, and like uh, some of the book fans were just really, really like, upset about it, and they and they were like, you know. What else is there? Oh, yeah. I think, like, what <laughs> somebody put this comment. It's probably still there. You can probably find it. But but it was like, you know, stop ruining my favorite book series with this crap. <laughs> so, and so then, like... Sorry about the comment, yeah, David. Yeah, 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 but you've made it up to now, me since. Now I know you. I'm sorry I offended you. <laughs> 
so um anyway but then like after that it was just you know it was done <laughs> so we're like okay let's not do this thing we had had a plan to like you know if you learn some of the dothraki language they're going to give you a challenge at the end to um to like decode like a sentence or to translate a sentence and then you like um you know um and then you would get a uh like i don't know like a free wallpaper like a desktop wallpaper or mm -hmm. something like that so that was like the whole plan but then it was just shelved <laughs> I because feel like the people fans were been, terrible I've would have been all over that. See, yeah, now I now I'm vaguely remembering this because I'm remembering the wallpapers and stuff like that. God, it yeah. seems like a million years ago that this happened. <laughs> I mean, the the early promotion stuff was a lot of fun, and I'm trying to think of other shows that have done that kind of stuff and yeah i mean like i'm like i'm have. looking like the parallels like right now like wheel of time is gearing up and like, yeah, what, are, like what are they doing are they copying the game of thrones model like what what are they taking and what are they not taking and where like, are my food trucks is really what i yeah want. where where <laughs> are my where are <laughs> the food trucks i feel like instead it's now uh it's now they're pulling stuff that had happened whatever you know 20 years ago 30 years ago and doing like more kind of activations for those things as opposed to what's upcoming. But no, we, well, Jess and I went to the Stranger Things um, activation in Coney Island. Well, which... I mean, I, I went to, you know, a Stranger Things thing in, in Sydney when I was there. So yeah. like, people are doing it just, stuff. I felt like it, it needed more. Like, I, I, get, I get what they were going for in, in Coney, but it just. Well, I think with, with Game of Thrones, I think they had some very easy things to work with because they could just put that iron throne places and people would flock to it you know mm. and i don't but what was the like name of the thing what, what was it what jenny the name of the thing that like you do activities the on path? the website and then well, the maester's path, yes. path that's right i, mean, I couldn't think that, of the name and of that it. you know the food trucks were sort of a part of that because the menu right. was was uh one of the clues but yeah the, the campfire stuff was a lot of fun because it it, you know, it didn't work as well as maybe it should have either, like a lot of the later promotions that we used to yell about, but I think at the time it was just like, this is something and it's going to give us like clips and, and things and it's so exciting. And I don't know, I just wonder with all these shows that are coming out, if they're going to sort of employ similar methods or if it's just sort of more accepted now because Game of Thrones came out. You know, the problem is every time that fails then it just really puts a damper on everything else thereafter. Like they, You mean watching ice is not a productive <laughs> method? To get that, was, that was their low point. They're never going to live that down. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I of was course watching it was hilarious. But I wasn't like, watching the ice. I was watching the memes that were coming from the ice. <laughs> well, yeah. You weren't clicking the button trying to make the flamethrower go? Cause no, because I, I was at work I and I was, was just like, I'm just going to watch this play out because I think it's hysterical. Yeah. I was because I needed a break packing to move to the new location, so I kept just doing something. <laughs> I mean, I, th I know that the food, I think, I think that also, like, the food trucks were before the show was even on. Yeah. Right. And so it was really book fans more than anything. It was for the book fans. For people who was... wanted free food. Yeah, it was to get it was to get like specific highly, you know, um highly online people to start talking. Right. Um, right. Well, that's why they sent out like the set boxes and stuff. Yeah. To, yeah. To all of that cause... stuff. But it was and all it... world building too. That's the I think that's the part that we latched on to because it right. was food, it was sense, you know, we had mm -hmm. the we had all the language stuff that came out. Like 
it, it helped us build the world around us, whereas everything else that's come since, because they already had the audience, was more about, like, teasing. Right. But I think, you know, the, the Maester's Path stuff also gave us, like, our first, you know, clips of the show, which was very exciting to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got super excited over just that, like, tavern thing where you could listen to people, like, the... The, in the crossroads, you can listen to people talk. We're like, oh, what are they saying? Is it relevant? It wasn't watching ice, is all I know. <laughs> or the thing where you got to walk on the wall. That was fun. Um. But yeah, incidentally, the the their idea and their execution of the Iron Throne, which is is three D printed. Oh, that was brilliant mm-hmm. because they could just print it out. And send it places. I mean, it's expensive yeah. and everything, but is I mean, that how they do it? Yeah, it's three D printed. I just wondered how they did. That. I did not know that. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so I, I think otherwise you have to make it out of a living room chair, like those out of a living room chair, like the... that those women did at Con of Thrones this past year. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, I think that was a stroke of, of absolute genius. Oh, totally. I mean, but God it's... knows how many hours that printer was going for. <laughs> Dang. But I mean, that's the thing about what I was saying about Game of Thrones. They have that symbol that they were able to just, you know, stick in random locations and people would go to it. And that would get people talking. And yeah. I don't know if other other shows coming up have those kind of symbolic photo ops. Right. Uh, speaking of the Wheel of Time, which, by the way, I am not working on, so... I noticed oh. when in your list yeah. I was taking I was taking notes. That, that wasn't one of the ones where I'm like, oh, but I, I can't like, tell can I you. David about now. I'm like, okay, he's not talking about Lord of the Rings or Wheel of Time. That's fine. Oh yeah. Um, I think I think Lord of the Rings has their own thing already figured out though. Yeah, I assume they just probably. use a translator. Um, yeah, they could probably put that in Google Translate. <laughs> yeah. But uh, listen, Wheel of Time, I, being in perfect honesty i have heard nothing but bad things about this no, book really no yeah so Says the woman who could gave up after book four um, <laughs> yeah, i gave up after book one, they, so. they they put they put all the cat well they put the the amon's field casting out last week and it was very invigorating the cast looks fantastic yeah. i have to say so let's let's hope that it's it's going to be good i mean if Happy. if it's faithful to the books can it be that's why I gave up after book four. <laughs> I tried, man. I fucking tried. Depends on the book. <laughs> as much I, as I love Sanderson, I couldn't even make it to his books. Adaptation is an art. And <laughs> it is. It, you know, cutting is encouraged. Yeah, and, editing. And, yeah. and sometimes it's better than the book. So let's... Speaking let's of adaptation... Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, what's the note in here, Jenny, about, what does this say? I don't oh, know, yeah. you're reading it. I'm, am I reading it? Yeah. Well, I was... I'm just trying to bring us back on. Yeah, on no, okay. that's good. Yes, host this for me, because I'm going to turn it Uh, well, <laughs> I was, so this question is more about, like, so you, ha- you, so you have created many languages, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them are based on, uh, sources that you did not create. Right, And right, some right, of them right, right. Are, example, have Game been created entirely in your own mind. Yes, yes. How is the approach different for each And which of those? do you like better? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm totally there. It, it's, um, <sighs> I'll, I'll say it depends. Uh, it depends. Um, if there is something interesting to work with that is consistent, then it's not, it's not so bad. Um, you know, it's, it's rarely exactly what I think I would have done just off the cuff, 
but it's like eh, it's something that I work with there and it's like I can work that into something I think is interesting and that was definitely the case with both Dothraki and Valyrian um, there have been other times that I've worked on things where uh, the material, the extant material, is is so poor quality and so inconsistent that it is um, torturous to work through. <laughs> Absolutely torturous. Just did you you created trig completely? Trig right? got a sign. Yeah, I was working with English. Okay. What a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. I mean, like book stuff. Um, well, so, yeah, I think when, especially if an author is just like, I'm just going to make it sound like something else, I don't care, right? If they're not, if they're not approaching it as a language, not everything's Lord of the Rings. Well, that's exact. the thing is, that's exactly what George R. R. Martin has said several times, but he lies. <laughs> um, he, he, not, a, first of all, he puts a lot of effort into what he did with Dothraki and Valyrian, because it takes that much effort to make sure it's the very least consistent and not like English. Uh, and two, he does care. He absolutely does care how everything sounds. He says he doesn't care many, many times. And then what happens? Then what happens? Because you're talking to somebody who listened to all five of the audiobooks mm-hmm. as, record, as recorded by Roy Detrice, except for book four, because <laughs> at the time he hadn't done that one. Um, but the, you go and listen to the first audiobook. You go and listen to it, and you will hear about a character named Patire Baelish. Patire! <laughs> yeah. Later you hear about Brian. And Brian. Oh, I still think it's Brian. I don't know how you get oh. Brienne out of that. There's no A. It's Brienne. 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 Oh, you're just going to do that with a Y? You're just going to do that with a Y? There's no Y There's in no there. Y. Wait. Isn't it B-R-Y-E-N-N-E? No. No, it's B-R-I-E-N-N-E. You would not do well at our spelling bee. You're right, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Dude. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so uh, so here's the thing. Yeah, so uh, Roy Detrice calls him Patire Baelish in the first book, and that was the first time I'd ever heard the name, you understand? So it's <laughs> like that was my only exposure to that character at that time because otherwise it was just on the printed page. And so I just assumed that his name was Patire, and that was how you were supposed to pronounce it. And then it's like book two comes along, suddenly he's Peter. I'm like, who the hell's that? Is this a, is this a new character? <laughs> it's a very similar name. So it's Come like on. it's like standard fantasy to be like, look, I'm just gonna replace vowels. That's standard bad. So first of all, <laughs> don't do that. This is what I'm saying. Don't do that unless you want people to mispronounce your shit. All right, because that's what happens. So honestly, if you've written a fantasy novel and people can easily pronounce everything in it, have you written a fantasy novel? <laughs> this is in fact true. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> if you don't need a pronunciation guide in the back of your book, then what have you done? Where where is the work? You've exactly you've written something people can read. That's what you've done. <laughs> no, you've written something contemporary. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> this is uh, the whole using the Roman alphabet anyway is a farce. It's a fiction. It's even using English as a fiction. Theoretically, it's supposed to be in a different language. So why are there bizarre spelling conventions in the <laughs> names? It makes no sense. No, it I, reflects I, I mean, nothing. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, anyway, so here's the thing. It's like you can say that and then so it's like you can spell the names however you want. And you can say, I don't care how people pronounce the names, but then you better not care. <laughs> it's clear <laughs> that I'm sure what happened was like they sent the book off. And they went back to George and said, oh, okay, uh, do you have any notes on pronunciations for like these names? He's like, oh, I don't care. And then, so they went and did it. And then he's like, 
maybe I care. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I felt it was self-explanatory, but you're not. Yeah, that, it that's how I. I yeah. No. If it's spelled differently, it must be pronounced differently. Otherwise, why would you spell it differently? Why do we have different letters if they don't if they don't sound different? Look, yeah. we're talking about the made-up fictional world here, not our own mess, not English. Which, oh God, I was just looking at the word absenteeism today. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Oh, jeez. Oh, I mean, it's a lot better than onomatopoeia or whatever the hell it is. That looks like nothing but a bunch of vowels thrown at you. Yeah, in that case, at least it makes sense. It came from the Greek, where they do the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah. how are these two vowels pronounced? E. Well, what about these two? E. What about these two? Also E. What about these three? That's E. Well, so I mean, here, that could be blamed on issue. just the lack of general spelling consistency across time. See, here's my problem. Sure. Whenever I read anything, if I don't know the word, I tend to use the Italian pronunciation of the vowels. I so how do you why. say Peter? Well, no, no. I mean, Peter, I know. Peter. There is no Y in Italian anyway, so that would have fucked me over to begin with if I didn't figure that out as Peter. Um, there's only 21 letters in, in Italian. They're missing a bunch of them. Um but, like, if I'm looking at a word and I've never seen it, I'm like, oh, that's an I? It must be pronounced E. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, and this is how I fuck up everything. <laughs> and then someone, then someone will pronounce something and I'm like, I think my way is better. Like, I was convinced that Lyra from uh, from his Dark Materials was Lyra. I'm like, it's got to be Lyra. It's oh, got to be Lyra. You would hope. It's Italian. Yeah, no. Lyra. Goodness gracious. Lyra. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Terrible. English. Uh, yeah. There you go. That happened to me on Defiance. I couldn't believe it. I, I go with a 100% for all of my languages when i working on a show. 100% phonetic, like, you know, romanization system so that the actors can just look at it and it's always pronounced the same way. Every vowel, every consonant, every consonant cluster. And then we have this word L-I-R-O. And it's like same vowels. I-A-E-O-U. And then somebody in, like, episode two or something says Lyro. I'm like, oh. oh. How much does it hurt when you hear things being pronounced incorrectly and you can't? It's like you weren't there to fix it. You can't fix it. It's done. Oh, yeah. And that's, a, oh, by the way, just with this one, though, that was the thing. It was in English. So it was an English line, right? So, like, there, right. I didn't do any recording for that or anything. It was an English line that just happened to use an alien word. That was italicized. And so it was like, I had no chance with that one. But yeah, as, as for mispronunciation, so uh, of course the first time that I believed I heard a mispronunciation was in episode one of, of Game of Thrones when I was at oh, this premiere party and I saw beginning. it. Yeah, it turns out that I was just misremembering how I had translated something and then I disagreed later with the translation I did. But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, it prepared me for what was to come, I think. As you know, I just had to now you're just numb. I just, yeah, I just had to accept it. I was like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> Let it go. So, yeah. But what, was the, what was the mispronunciation? Uh, it was, uh, uh, Illyrio says, you know, um, and I thought he was supposed to say, um, and so I was like, oh, that's a weird mispronunciation. And then, of course, he left out a J because I left it out. It was just, it was, a, 
Anyway. A learning experience. He did all right. Clearly, I have no ear for this because they sounded exactly the same to me. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. There was like a, a couple less syllables. I yeah, it's a marchumaka. And it's one. It's a marchumaka. Oh, okay. Now we hear the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different. Kinda. But, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, it was it was good though because of course as as the show w- would go on, I mean, um, the the mispronunciations would crop up. Um, and actually, it was weird in my experience working on shows. The errors would usually happen with the day players, so people that just came in for an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, in Game of Thrones, the mispronunciations were with the main cast, pretty much exclusively. <laughs> um, They're like, I'm gonna say it this way forever. Stop me. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, especially as it got later and later, so it was like, yeah. By the time the by the time the last episode came along, I was like, yeah, it's it's what's about what I should have expected. Oh. <laughs> well, you. I mean, we all. But if we all have Duolingo on our phones, we know the correct. Oh yeah. The correct way. And you know, I'm putting up slowly, little little by little. I'm going to go back through all my shows. I'm putting all the dialogue up on Ao3. It's my new okay. home. Yeah. Hugo Award winning AO3. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll, I'll take my, like, you know, 0.04% of an award for yeah. that. <laughs> there, there you go. I'm sure there's a button. Everyone's getting a button, I heard. Ooh. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, that's nice. It's, it's, it's like when I won a Webby at work, and I've never actually seen what the Webby looks like because it was a bunch of us that won it, and we didn't even get a picture of it, so... <laughs> I won actually I won two webbies and yeah, Whoa. I yeah. Wow, brag, brag a lot. That's yeah. Well go, this is it's been like years, so this goes to show you how, how important it's been in my life. I only just remembered now. <laughs> right on. I was once I was once contacted by a producer to ask how to translate something for Amelia Clark to respond to her being nominated for an Emmy. So that was that's my big connection to Oh that's awards. fun. That was cool. That was cool. Wait, so that they did the acceptance in, like, Dothraki? Mm, no, like, she just, uh, it was when they announced the nominations. She, she wanted to say something in, and I can't remember if it was Dothraki oh. or Valerian, um, for That's her cool. being nominated. I thought that was cool. I think it was for season three, which if so, she should have won that for season three, damn it. <sighs> Love that one. Oh, well. That was, that Hopefully good, this year they'll episode. they'll take some home. Oh, that's right. They are doing an Emmy Awards this year, huh? What, when's yep. when's that at? September. Huh. I think. I bet that'll be fun for them. Don't you get? I mean, isn't some? I'm. There. You have to have like at least a piece of one, like a little, <laughs> just a little <laughs> break off a hand or something. Oh my god! <laughs> send it to you. Listen, little send gold it, hand in an envelope. If you ever, if you ever meet any of those of those high up famous people you, you just mentioned them oh you know david created those languages he should have been in, you know you said invited you to the emmys see them laugh <laughs> see them laugh oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, never that's all right um hold on a sec i want to look it up um how do you okay i'm i'm looking up something on the wikipedia so please move on move on without me for a moment i'm gonna i'm gonna find it <laughs> We want um, we want the primetime Emmy Awards. Hold on a sec. Here we go. We can we can talk more about uh, adaptation. Hmm. Good film. <laughs> oh! I want to know what your dream project is. Actually, like, ooh, so many. Not even an adaptation. Just like what 
what would be like if you could only work on one more thing and then you die <laughs> and then you get could happen any day any moment right now uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh man sorry all right so if I if I could only work on one thing, it would like forever and ever and always. It would yeah. it would be to to create you know in conjunction with them to create a language for the Flaming Lips on a concept album. I think that would be my number one dream project of all well, time. If you're working on something off Broadway, then you're getting closer and closer to the music industry. So little little bit by little bit, I'm gonna have the um, you know I wonder if there's a word for that. Uh, you know, like, and um, you know, getting like a, um, what do you call it? A, uh, how do you say it when you're a vicarious egot? Okay. <laughs> you work on things that that get awards. Um, I, I think I've got, I think something I've worked on has gotten an Oscar for something. That's cool, hasn't it? Um, but you don't get a piece of it? I don't understand how this works. I thought everyone got one. No. I thought it was like, no. if the movie, if the show, if the thing wins. Um, why do they have so many people on stage then? Because you, you all get to stare at it. Like at work, we have an Emmy, and it just sits there. And we've all had a part of it. It just sits there. I but like, print multiple we have Emmys. one. I wonder how easy it would be to get an Emmy. Could we just get one off of eBay and like engrave it for you? You know, there have been so many, you have to think that it's possible. Right? I'm, just I'm, I'm looking, somebody else's I'm looking, name I'm looking put... it up on eBay right now. <laughs> Let's just get one, all right? We're going to get you one. Hey, have you guys seen Russian Doll? Yeah. No. Do, okay, well, somebody who has, would you count that as a comedy? Yeah. Yeah, I would. If I was... Okay. I was pitching it to someone. Sure, well, for a comedy. I was just asking because it's uh, it's up for an outstanding comedy series, and I didn't know that about it, so I was just curious. Yeah. All right. Ooh, Chernobyl's going to win the shit out of that Emmy. Wow. I tried looking up Emmy on eBay, and people have put their, uh, their, uh, their viewing videos up, which is really not legal. So. Oh, nice. So you can download you're them? Suppo you're supposed to destroy. No, they're, they're like CDs. You're supposed to destroy them. <laughs> yes, but how do you get an Emmy, and how much are they running for on eBay? Yes. These are the important <laughs> well, questions. Well, it's I. There is we can no set actual. Up a, we can set up a GoFundMe if it's if it's egregious, and then we'll. Yeah. Just... Well, I, I. There's no actual Emmy. It's just we'll a lot of. Get Emmy... David his Emmy. <laughs> By <laughs> any force necessary. There you go. Holy smoke! Hang on. I guess I have just not been paying attention. There are four people from Game of Thrones nominated for Best Supporting Actress? Yeah. You Jesus. didn't know that? It's like the whole yeah. thing. Damn. And Gwendolyn and Alfie and uh, who the, who's the other person? Three people actually. Because um, they nominated themselves. They nominated themselves because HBO didn't. Hey, I was, you know, I was actually on the phone with the Emmy people once. Um, and because uh, I was trying to say, like, you know, I think I should be eligible for, uh, I think, not not not, you know, for an award, but for voting. Uh, basically, I wanted the free screeners. That's what I yeah. wanted. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, I was trying to, you know, I, they had a form that you could fill out. And so I said, well, I think this is where I'm relevant. And they actually called me and there was like a, a joint phone call where they said like you know so i explained what i did and everything that i've worked on 
up at that point and they said like well okay we definitely see it but we just don't think that there's any pre-existing category where you fit into so ah, i'm sorry we got to turn you down so that's how that went. They tried. They they did. They listened to me. That so you nice. can't nominate yourself for. Yeah, I was gonna say we can't not we can't nominate you for. Yeah. Maybe they can one day have a new category that is best language for a series. Or they we or you know if you get enough if if the Justice League expands and there's enough people that it becomes very like normal and needed mm. to have someone with your skills for, you know, working just in general. Right, it wouldn't be like a special tap. It'd be like, well, no, and then who's your conliner? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Make it normal. Right. Then there'll be an Emmy category for best <laughs> conline. Ah, uh, one day. So sorry. Now I'm looking at. Okay, so Emilio Clark, she was nominated. That's good. And uh, and Kit Harrington was nominated. What do you think? Could this be her year? I don't know. I hope so. I mean, they, I, but they all, they, you know what? I want them all to win and they can't. Because <laughs> I, I see that there's, because, uh, I mean, okay, so I don't watch any of these other shows, literally. I haven't seen any single one of these other shows. Um, so I have no read on, you know, how good they were. But I'm looking at Killing Eve, How to Get Away with Murder, Ozark, This Is Us. So even though I've never seen any of those other shows, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there and say that this is Amelia Clark's year. She's going to win it. And I hope she does. And a lot of her dialogue. She may, maybe she should send you with that hand. <laughs> <laughs> I will. If there, if there actually is betting odds in Vegas, if she does win, I will bet money that I am not mentioned. <laughs> we'll be thinking of you. That's right. The unsung heroes. Oh, man. Speaking of which, whoever made her wigs, so good. Especially the later ones. <laughs> yeah, because the the earlier Lena wigs were kind of rank. Excuse me? Okay, hold on. Because, let me tell you, early seasons Lena Hetty as, as, um, as who's it? Uh, Jesus. Cersei? Thank you. Most Seriously. Who's this? I yeah. like it. Who's this is my favorite. Those wigs produced the hottest looking woman that I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> she is gorgeous anyway. Yes. But hair does so much and holy smoke. So mm. We're mostly well, just talking go. about that season two Danny wig, which yeah. shall not be named. Yeah. Yeah, that wig like looked like who did it and ran. <laughs> It was the crimping. Yeah, the crimping was just no, yeah. no, no bueno. That just, oh, that was, the just, cr- that was just the 80s. I love, loved <laughs> crimped no. hair. No. I thought it no. was such a cool style. No. Oh. No. It wasn't cool in 1986, and it wasn't cool on Danny's head. You find me in 1986 and show me a picture of any girl you want next to a girl with crimped hair, and I'll tell you which one I'm choosing. Holy smoke. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I just I saw that and I was just like, yes, that's it. They did it. They perfected hair. (laughs) I can't talk to you anymore. (laughs) I I love you, David, but I can't talk to you anymore. Listen, have you you ever seen it where they do it with the horses' tails? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. I've done it. (laughs) See? I just, I can't. I can't relive my childhood. Stop. (laughs) 
can't live through my teen years through Danny's hair. Moving uh. on. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's hosting this show? There's, there's... We've gone so far <laughs> off topic. I don't even know how to get James <laughs> to my outline. That's the thing. The doc. If we're not talking about <laughs> hair crimping, we got nothing to talk about. <laughs> not talking about best funerals or worst weddings i don't know what we could possibly talk about we can talk about the red wedding that was a great that was pretty bad but you want to tell me hold on i'm going to share this with you i recently i recently (laughs) officiated a wedding did i tell you about this okay so like i uh i thought i did a, a very fine job and i think most most people thought i did a very fine job this is for my cousin and and now his wife um but i made one tiny egregious um just inexplicable error did you have crimped hair at the wedding (laughs) i didn't do no 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 it was more embarrassing more personally embarrassing so um this is this is what i did so i i officiated the wedding of my cousin uh derek and his wife uh michelle and um, the the way I kind of laid out the wedding ceremony was, you know, the first I welcomed everybody, and then I kind of did a very very small introduction to myself, basically a small justification for it's like why am I doing this wedding ceremony as opposed to some sort of religious official or anybody else? Um, and so I introduced myself as Derek's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> And so it wasn't until like the ceremony was all done, everybody was gone and everybody's happy that the other cousins come up to me and say, okay, okay, what was the deal with that? Was it a joke? Do you know what an uncle is? I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? What, what joke? Like, well, you called yourself Derek's uncle. And I was like, why? Because then I'm like, oh, because I'm his cousin. And then... <laughs> God, oh. So I have a solution for you, though. <laughs> so every time you officiate someone's wedding, you just refer to yourself as their uncle. Oh, God. There you go. There we go. It's it's my you just, thing. You just <laughs> go you're... all in, and then it's normal. But yeah, that's how I came to be known as Unky Dave, which mm. all the cousins Aww. refer to me as Put now. that in the show notes. That's our guest, Unky Dave. Unky, Unky Dave. Dave. Oh, that's who we will toast to at yep. the end. All right. So, Game of Thrones. Uh... <laughs> Game of Thrones, what's that? Heck of a show, heck of a show. Um, I'll tell you this. I was was expecting somebody completely different uh, from Tywin Lannister. Uh, The the Tywin Lannister that Charles Dance, you know, performed, right? I was expecting something completely different from, essentially, Roy Detrice's Tywin Lannister in the audiobooks. And, like, I wasn't on board with it at first. But, man, by the end of season one, I was like, this is the best thing in this show right now. This guy is which, amazing. Ugh. Which goes very well with my question of which characters do we feel were translated best from the page to the screen? Tywin Lannister. What a marvel. An absolute wonder. That was the best thing I, I think that the show had to offer. Oh, God, he was so good. And so it was such a shame. Of course, you knew reading the books that he was going to die. But, like, you know, that was a shame. Um, but for every episode that he was in, mm, mm. Charles Dance was amazing. Honey, I loved it. 
Does anybody else have an answer to that question? Brienne. That was from my um, Brienne. Gwendolyn was perfect. Joffrey. That was really good. Yeah. Joffrey. Joffrey yeah. Joffrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joffrey was. Jack did a great job. Yes. Um, I mean, I think I think most of the cast was most definitely of them, well. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. don't really. I don't. I don't feel like anybody was misplaced. No. Other than things Ghost we was for a few about, seasons. Yes. Though evident, was evidently, they felt Ghost was for a few <laughs> seasons. He was displaced. Oh. True. <laughs> I was going to say evidently they felt Dario was misplaced. I was. Yep. I was. And and, and the first Dario was the better Dario, you guys. He was more accurate. <laughs> yeah. There was no blue, blue hair. hair there was the no beard. blue hair. I mean, I know, but he had that energy. He had that guy in a nightclub, like he bad was sleazier. Dis- yeah, sleazy energy. He just. That's. He, this is true. He had it. This is true. Whether or not he. Yeah. As a person, I don't know. He had other stuff to do. I have no idea why that happened. He actually auditioned for Dominion. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't get that role. Um, Aw. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I was just like, you know, okay, that's Dario. I was like, that's fine. Yep. Um, and then it was like, there's a new Dario. I'm like, what's even the point of that? Well, know. new Dario was like hipster Brooklyn boyfriend who reads books. No, I mean, it's... It, which was... He, he was, was fine. hot. Yeah. Like, he was but... fine. I just don't understand, like, for me, I don't know. I care more about continuity than, you know, getting the quote unquote best actor if like you feel like the first one wasn't the best. I don't care. I just would rather it be the same person. Interesting. I think you could recast every person in every episode and I'd be fine with it. Hmm. Weirdly. I would just be very confused. Like Doctor Who, but like all the time. <laughs> I was say, David, did the three yeah. mountains bother you? Of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, they, um, it wasn't as, well, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at yes. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> I, what about that one horse that played all the horses? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Even the white horse at the end. <laughs> ah, poor horses. They're just too beautiful for this world. Uh, like, I think yeah. I think Pedro did really great with Oberyn. Yes, oh, he was great. He was perfect. He was. And great. if we're gonna go back to the outline and talk about favorite scenes that were adapted, certainly the Oberyn versus the mountain, Red yeah. versus the mountain was. I, I will say that there are several scenes that I thought were much, much, much better um, in the show than they were in the books. Um, and the most obvious one for me is my favorite scene, which is the scene from episode uh, four, season three, where Danny reveals that she speaks Valyrian. Yeah, Hands I was going to say that scene. Was that was a great scene. That was a great scene. I also just, I don't know, I liked the way that the scene worked where Tyrion killed his father better in the show. Um I missed the book dialogue. I don't. But it was a good scene. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't miss the the little the little zinger, and it's like, and it proved that the land, what they said about the Lannisters was not true. He did not <laughs> yeah. shit cold. Well, that's that's not God. actual dialogue. That's dun, dun, just dun, 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 narrative, dun. which I yes. don't think was needed. It was more the, I think it was more the Taisha stuff that that I missed. Oh, but, um, oh yeah, that whole. That whole subplot they kind of like put in and then forgot. Oh yeah, I just that. 
you know, again, going ha- back to adaptation, sometimes you should just cut things from the beginning. There. True. Yes. Ugh. I think, I do think that they... Like, Dorn should have been cut from the show entirely. Just, if you're going to cut it, just uh, cut it. Do- just I, cut I, it. I, I pretend Dorn doesn't exist. We're not talking about it. It doesn't exist. I like, pretend it doesn't exist when I'm reading the books. Good no, Lord. I love it in the books. Don't talk about it in the books. It's, why is it even there? Why it's is it there? So good. It is because wasting those women my time. Kick ass motherfuckers. Oh my god. So Fagon has somewhere to like stay. Oh, I mean great. I do think I do think in the books there's it's it's part of the books that expand the world more than maybe it was necessary, which is why he's having trouble bringing it all together probably. But I do I kind of agree when you get to the show like that is one of the things that could have been cut, but then they would have been like well, where does Oberyn come from? Well, they didn't need him. They didn't need him. Mm-hmm. Like they, it, I think they that's didn't need just, No, I mean they could have done it in other ways. Like if I just feel like you know I'm one of those people where if something's being adapted, it doesn't necessarily need to be from the page to the screen, right? I just want it to like make sense and true. And, okay, and I that's want fair. right. So it's like if you're gonna have whole places disappear or whole storylines drop out, I'd rather them just not have been there from the very beginning. That's that's fair. And spend six, more time on other stuff so that it was six more. Six kingdoms of Westeros. I mean, he still could have come from. Dorne or they could have just been like Dorne is another yeah. place. Who yep. cares about it? Yes, yeah. yes, and I wish that would have happened in the <laughs> well, books as well. Oh. I, it, like, the only place women can like have property. They they <laughs> yeah. expanded, uh, or, or George R. R. Martin expanded the world very successfully in many places, but I never at any point where I was listening to something happening in Dorne or revolving around Dorne or related to Dorne, was I even remotely interested? Just couldn't do it. I think I was very interested when the Vengeance, Justice, Fire, and Bloodline came out, and then I met Quentin, and then I was disappointed again. (laughs) (laughs) And then Quentin went and got himself burned by a dragon. See? Quentin. Cut. No Quentin. Mm. Exactly. Which was a good choice, but then that kind of ruined everything else. But, um... (laughs) That's okay. The books will be different. Okay, the, well, let me just throw this out though. Okay, yes, the books may be different, but so help me if it doesn't have the exact same ending with respect to the Iron Throne, I am going to throw a fit because that is exactly what I was predicting, and it's exactly what I wanted to happen the entire time before mm-hmm. the show even the started. Because but without the show standing. notes on top of it, right? Just no, the, the what? Isn't there like a whole thing? There's like an annotated screenplay that like went around where they were like, "Oh, he burned it because he was confused," or and I was like, "You're why? Why are you? Why are you retconning the motivation of the melting of the Iron Throne?" Oh, I I didn't I didn't see that. So I mean, oh. look, have you ever actually read scripts? Like most of the no, time, that sounds like torture. Yeah, mo- most of the time <laughs> you you don't want to read the the like the stage notes or anything. In plays, they're often very informative and very interesting. But in this, the actual for, like, especially TV scripts, it will say things like, you know, you know, and then character X gets, like, a huge, big, like, huge boulder, and he, like, throws it, and he hits this guy, and he gets super hurt, um, and, like, in all caps. Wow. And it's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I guess, Right, you know, and they're always changing, too, right? Like. Well, I guess, like, all they needed to do is, like, convey to the person that's actually staging this what's happening. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure it's effective. And, you know, none of it actually shows up 
but it's like often the often the stage direction are less than impressive like the number of times i've read boom <laughs> oh god it's a very descriptive uh... no like as a like they write in the stage direction you know after something you know uh, you know, crazy plot twister happens like in the stage direction, boom, in all caps. I'm like, oh. With the, is there like an like a little animation of the hands doing the like mic drop gesture? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what's actually. So it was the melting of the Iron Throne, mic drop. That's those are the real notes. <laughs> that's the way it should be. I mean, I do want the Iron Throne to be destroyed in the Yeah, as well. 100%. Throw it in yeah. the river. Do something. Yep. Thank you. Slingshot it into space. Have them all be hit by a comet. <laughs> that would melt it. Yeah. The, the red comet finally. Yeah, it's fine. It just the careens com- into the The red the comet throne. has a use now. Sosin's Comet. It's it's Sosin's Comet. See, and this is, is where Sosin's the comet. Song of Ice and Fire and the Avatar universes combine. See? Collide, and then suddenly oh. everyone has like elemental powers. That's what we need. Ah, yes. That's what we need. Danny is a firebender, which explains everything. See, that's why she can't be burned by fire. <laughs> she teams up with someone. She can be, or she teams up with the fire lord, right? Except in the books where she's not impervious to fire. What? Oh. Yes, she is. Not entirely. Not the same way as her hair show. gets all burned off. Well, yeah, but it. Oh, well, they weren't going to do that in the show because they didn't want her to be bald, but... Yeah. Because then she wouldn't be able to have the crimped hair in season two. Yeah. Oh, the crimped hair. I'm so glad we came back to that. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I know it's... Well, you know, half this podcast has been discussing hair, so... uh... It's important. It is important. Yes. I mean, if it's there. If it's not, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But, you know, if it's there, it's important. You do something with it. Some people are bald. Ferris was bald. That's right. <laughs> he was not pervious to fire. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. By the way, man, speaking of characters that were totally different from at least Roy DeTrice's read, Varys. Have you heard the the audiobooks? Anybody? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, Varys, he sounds like, ugh, ooh. He just sounds like a walking <laughs> sex crime. Ugh. <laughs> So slimy, so slimy. And oh Eunuchs are all my favorite. You know that, right? Team Stump. <laughs> all the unit characters are my favorite characters. I know. And I know. A few of them. Ho ho ho. I love them. So <laughs> Thank you, Patchface. Sad. I can't help it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Let's. Oh, sorry. Let's. Let's. Let's do this. Uh, are there? Is there? Is there anything else in the notes? Or any other questions that, that you had for me? <laughs> anything that you wanted? Da- anything David's you wanted like, me to I'm do? I'm done with all of you. Uh... <laughs> so let's wrap this up. Um, let's just talk about what what shows we're we're looking forward to in that are coming up in the genre. I mean, I... in like fantasy. Yeah. Um, season two of uh, this show called kingdom which is about zombies hmm. and then the grishaverse and wheel of time hmm. Hmm. i too am excited about grishaverse and wheel of time and also the new lord of the rings but that's just because sauron better be hot that's my only note <laughs> at this point the only thing i'm really excited about because it's coming up soon is superstore <laughs> <laughs> that's not a genre show lauren try again lauren <laughs> I can't 
think I'm fucking melting, for Christ's sake. Are you excited? Don't you like his dark materials? Yeah, yeah I am. No, I, I am. I'm really fucking excited for that. I am, in all seriousness. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Lord of the Rings. I might watch Wheel of Time, because it's got to be better than the books. Um, and You know, but yeah, his dark materials is what I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to when uh, the Grishaverse gets to Six of Crows, because I like it better. <laughs> um... <laughs> Darkling, I hope that, Darkling all the way. I don't know what you're talking about. I hope that it gets there and that it's great. Um, I'm looking forward to his dark materials. And I will check out Wheel of Time just to see if they, their Rand and Perrin can get the I wish Rand were here. He knows he doesn't have to talk to girls down like really well. You know, they need to. I'm ready for a braid pulling. And necklines. Better be in episode one. Sniffing. Bridge. Otherwise, shows canceled. Where's Bella? I'm waiting for that Bella casting. Aww, the the same horse from Game of Thrones. It's the same. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the hardest working horse in Hollywood. <laughs> David, is there anything you're looking forward to that you're not working on? I I mean, yeah, it's. I wish I could say I was look looking forward to some of the stuff that I am working on, but I would I would reveal what it was, um, and I couldn't, and I really want to right now, but. Uh, I- well, we'll find out when it when they get announced. Yeah, but um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, uh, I will tell you one thing I'm looking forward to, even though we still haven't gotten there yet. But uh, season three of She-Ra is out right now. Yes, it is. And uh, I haven't gotten there yet because my toddler will not sit down and watch the new the last two episodes of season two, so we can get to season three. We just need to start watching it on our own. <sighs> but it, it, it's good. Oh, I have one more. Bet. Go for it. Uh, the Mandalorian, because that's yes. coming out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying not to be all Star Wars person, but thank you. I'll be that person. Okay. It looks cool. It's okay, Rachel. You can it be is a Star cool. Wars person. It is really cool. <laughs> Rachel is looking forward to all things Star Wars and Dune. All things Star Wars, all things Dune. I have, my birthdays are covered for the rest, for the next few years. It's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's too bad nothing comes out in the summer. No, I need the summer to build the still suit that I'm inevitably going to torture myself building. So, just need pictures. This is a random thing, but did you hear that those uh, in Avengers Endgame, those uh, those uh, like traveling back in time suits, were all CGI? Were they? Yeah, for some reason. That's because making stuff is hard. (laughs) What if they do that with the still suits? I mean, I don't know. They didn't consult me. I have seen zero set pictures except for like what like Jason Momoa puts on his Instagram and then has to take down. So. <laughs> He's so bad. I love him. I, I like I've, I've got stuff on alerts just so I can get glimpses of things. And there's like nothing. I've seen like half of a thopter. That's it. I mean, it's a desert. Appropriate. Yeah. If it, it's probably going to be CGI because that's my life is continuously trying to build replicate costumes that don't work in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like how are you supposed to bend your leg mm, it just works mm. <sighs> all right on that note sorry let us let us <laughs> let us be done so we can turn on the fans and the air conditioning oh, and not God, die of heat yes. stroke um <laughs> so who are we toasting to unky dave unky dave oh God. To Unky Dave. Dave. To Unky Dave. Oh, at least I signed the wedding certificate. Now you didn't make a mistake there. John, John Snow is 
perfectly willing to give up his spot for you. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Yes. Thanks, David. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this podcast. I know that, I mean, when we're not actually talking like this, you really, really, really dislike, you know, having me around. I, and yes. that and that it's been very you know it's it's like you feel like you owe me because you know i <laughs> saved you from that bus fire that once <laughs> i understand i appreciate that you bring me on nevertheless and you and you and you tolerate my existence i really we appreciate that thank you <laughs> and um yeah if you ever want to you know finally invite me to your all hair podcast where all yeah. you do is talk about hair <laughs> Like I, oh, for fuck's sake. I'm like low-key insulted that <laughs> me, of all people. Like, I, I was so... It's called Lancel's Wig. It's a spinoff. Yes, it is. There yeah. was Lancel's that... Wig coming to a podcast. <laughs> there was that one episode where you just had a mop on as your guest because you couldn't get anybody else. You pretended the mop had a voice. It was darling. There you go. <sighs> Next me. time we'll have you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Lancel's Wig is a great podcast. Um, that'll be our sponsor message next time so that you can uh, tune in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, I should All also right. mention, by the way, if, I don't know if this is even the right time for that. In addition to the Langfest in Montreal, I'm also going to be at Ice and Fire Con the next time it happens in Columbus. I don't know when, when that, is. that is but it's it's far enough in the future that it'll be after the time that this thing airs and then yes, that yes. is true yeah and all so you say yeah and also if you <laughs> if if for some reason you wanted to come and, and throw something at me um coming up in the in the following months i will be in um uh so london uh new york boston um germany japan and um this one other place that I forget where it is. It might be New Jersey. <laughs> Bring your crimped hair and uh, oh, have a party. Hell. Hey, I will. signs that say we love you, Unky Dave. I will be uh, ready. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. And so he broke that sacred oath that lord of the crossing and now the pie crusts cover his skin and they're so good to eat yes now the pie crusts cover his skin revenge it tastes so sweet these disney underwater references so uh one of my latest movies for my daughter has been the little mermaid and i i've reflected recently what an unbelievable set down it is for ariel to turn to flounder and say oh flounder don't be such a guppy it's like oh, holy <laughs> shit <laughs> she went for his entire life <laughs> but aren't flounders also those like sideways fish with the bulgy eye so what's wrong with that flounder <laughs> are you body shaming him i just think that there might be something wrong with him like he might need help oh 
concern troll. I'm recording. I'm recording. <laughs> okay, there we go. Outro um, sorted. Outro sorted. <laughs> she was not body shaming flounder. That's 100% what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was like a different kind of fish that was raised by other flounders and he just doesn't know. He just, That's a he just thought that was a cool name. <laughs> kind of like, I don't well, know. They were like, we'll name you what we are and then you'll think you're one of us. You know, like they it's were just trying to. It's a very six duchies name. <laughs> one of us. One of us.